And we're back. I'm back with Carl and Chris. And Chris has got a topic this week. Chris, what is it? The environment. Oh, God. Carl might have a topic. Carl, have you got it? <laughs> the environment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're stuck with it then. Yep. Okay, what's your point? Um, that we're, Britain as a whole are doing quite well. But I wish they would stop nagging us about doing more. Like, we've already done quite well. I mean, Wales is like the second best in Europe for recycling. Bridgend in particular is the second best town in Europe for recycling. So we're doing really well as a country anyway. So why enforce things that people don't want, like meat-free Mondays for the environment, when, more importantly, we should, we should be stop using fossil fuels and start using what nature has given to us, and everyone stop being so stupid and saying it's going to upset the scenery when it does nothing at all. Wind farms are brilliant, hydro dams are fantastic, and yet, for some reason, because there's a few people out there who say it's going to upset the scenery, they won't do it. There was a big fuss a few years about, ago, um, I think it was about Puthcall, they were talking about putting wind farms and stuff off the coast in Puthcall, and the the hoi polloi in Puthcall, the wealth, where they're moaning about, oh, it will ruin the view. Puthcall's a perfect place to have wind yeah. farms. Yeah, it, it, it's got sea. Yeah. yeah, so it's a good place to you know stick them out to sea, and I, I always think they they they're nice to look at. They're part of the environment. It's quite relaxing. Yeah, I used to go and see them when they put the first ones up in Gilvach, there up at the top of the mountain. There, I used to make a point of going up and looking at them, going, "Ooh, wonderful," mm. as you do. "Ooh, they look nice." But uh, to me, it's the obvious choice. We've got wind, and we've got sea, and we've got sun, so it should be all now. Solar panels and these things that are actually in the sea that, you know, wobble back and forth according to the tides and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I always think of Australia. Australia has got so much land where it's just no one lives there. It's desert and just nothing. Very nice weather, a lot of sun, a lot of UV rays. Make a massive solar farm there. Make a couple of quite sizable solar farms there and they've got enough energy to, to probably power Sydney and the rest of the well, country. They've, they've got the world's first solar powered train now. It's a small train, it doesn't do any commercial journeys but it's just small enough to exist solely on solar panels and what they're saying is that the commercial operations could probably do the same although it, it wouldn't be solely mm. solar power, it would be a combination of two things but it would drastically reduce the amount of whatever other fuels go yeah. into these train lines. And in Australia, it works because, you know, in the summer, you probably don't have to spend a penny if you had solar panels because the heat generated would be insane. Mm. So we need to do the same in the UK. They're playing to their own strengths, which is unbearable sun. All we get in the UK is rain and wind. So we need to have a lot more to utilize that uh, to i still say current power because we, we are surrounded by water we're in a little island with loads of water around us just use the current around us yeah. i mean I, I i'm pretty sure that the the english channel and i know ogmore has got some of the strongest currents in, in in europe possibly the world i'm not too sure about that one but they've got massive currents and yet we're not using them well the bristol channel the current there i've been yeah. on fishing boats out there and the current is incredible yeah. if if you drop something in there we would we would throw in weights over the no, not just randomly throw weights over the side i mean we were tying them to the line of fishing rods yeah. um but you had to use like extra heavy weights and even then they would be shooting off down down the current if that's the right term and, until they actually made it to the bottom yeah. and gripped onto the bottom right but because the, the, the current phenomenal if you fell in there you'd be gone you just disappear out of sight 
So Curran was crazy. And that's the point. Use that to our advantage. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, massive amount of power could be produced from that, and yet because it upsets the 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 scenery a little bit, no one wants it. I think people might be worried about the ecosystem as well. Does it have an impact on the wildlife that live in those areas? They say that wind farms kill seagulls en masse, but... No loss, is it? Don't, don't, if you're a seagull, don't fly into it then. You it's see this big spinny thing, fly around it. It's, it's just... Surely that yeah. just... The, the, the seagulls... If ev- well, evolution would suggest that the eagles would have finally would would come overcome that anyway, and realise that that's a bad thing to go into, and fly around. You would have thought so. Oh, sorry, something I read the other day. Just just seagulls just brought on my head. Uh, crows hold murder investigations. No way. Yeah. Well, so like they have a little jury. basically when when a when a crow dies. Um, a load of crows will flock to that area like to figure out what comes. killed that crow and figure out if they should go back there or not. Sherlock Holmes of the crow world. Uh, uh, how, how do we know that they do that? Because there's been studies of showing of basically people watching crows and figuring out how they do it, and they've seen people, the crows go there, figure out what to kill that bird. How do and they then know they're figuring out? Because yeah, to me, it the could carcass. just be a funeral. Because you don't see a crow come in and then he just sits there. Starts stroking his yeah. beak. <laughs> yeah. mm. It's magnifying Johnny the Crow. Yeah, yeah, he's got a little little kit. I feel like people's imagination really... They make up these extravagant I suppose scenarios. if the crow has died and they've come over and they've never been seeing crows around that area again, that would kind of give you that idea that that's what they're doing. Because if you said to me dolphins would do that, I'd believe dolphins would do something of that nature because they're hyper-intelligent creatures. Yes. I don't know how intelligent yeah, but we, crows we, really I mean, we, we don't understand them. We, no, at the end of the day, it, c- it might not even be that they're intelligent. It might just be that it's bred into them to do that type of thing already. So since, since the day they were so created... Like a warning system. Like, yeah. there's a dead crow there. Someone's killed it. Let's figure danger. out what. Yeah. Let's be on, on guard or whatever it is. Yeah. It wouldn't necessarily be them performing like no, a mystery No, but apparently there's, 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 there's like a, quite a few that gather, gather around this one. They don't touch the bird, they just gather around it and figure out what killed it. Or try to figure I, out I'm, what killed it. I'm baffled by how we know that they're uh, actually trying to figure people, out... People watching these birds for however many years... What sort of idiot sits around and watches crows? What are they doing? Well, you could say that about any animal, couldn't you, really? Yeah. So we, to understand the animal, you've got to watch them. I like watching meerkats. Yeah, meerkats are awesome. Because there's always one on the top of the temp, keeping an eye out on what's going yeah, on, standing up. Fascinating. Oh, but they're amazing, some of the stuff they do. They, they, they take on King Cobras quite regularly, and they win. We like, need more honey badgers. They're nasty things. Though. They I mean, are. Are they the most deadly animal in the world, I think? They're fearless. Yeah. If you watch videos online of honey badgers they fight anything, lions, they? Yeah. they don't back down. No. Honey badgers don't <laughs> give a shit. At that name, you would not think that at all. No, no it's, you, it's quite a placid name. Yeah. And there's, there's something not wrong with them, but they're... They don't have the same chemical reaction to fear like most other animals do. So if something enroaches on their territory, they just attack. There's no... Their defense is just attacking whatever. And there's videos of them attacking cobras, lions, pretty much anything that walks towards them. And have you ever seen the Monty Python scene where they're looking for the holy hand grenade and the rabbit, the rabbit. 
Yeah, it's basically that. that. That's what a Hadley Badger is. It's, it's just pure violence. Yeah. But they're fascinating creatures. They really are. But animals communicate, don't they? I mean, especially birds. They they warn other birds of dangers. And, yeah. and that's well, that's what I was thinking. You know, when you're talking about these additions to the environment, like these wind farms and these you know, these massive turbines, they say that they're killing seagulls. But the seagull obviously isn't going to know what it is, but it can clearly see that there's something yeah, there. Yeah. It doesn't need to know what it is or it doesn't need to interpret it in any way. It's there. So when it flies into it, I don't quite understand. Would it just ignore... It wouldn't fly into a tree, for example, or it wouldn't fly into any other object. No. So why does it, a wind turbine... It might, it might just difference? be the case that it's taken time for them to get used to it. So there is, at the moment, a few... and then Unless they can't see the propellers because they're going so quickly, I don't know. I don't know. Because they fly into plane engines as well. Yeah. This is the same concept. But no one complains about that. Well, that's terrifying. It kills. They blow. They fly into an engine, and the engine just explodes. Yeah. Which is because uh, birds. I mean, they fly in the arrowhead formation. Mm, don't they? Because like if yeah. they they all sort of trust the one at the front, at the point. I think pointy bit. He's obviously the ducks. one with the one of the map. Yeah. So he's looking at the map, and he's looking down, going, "There's the post office." There, so we need to turn right to the post office. <laughs> so we I think it's, get that ten I, th- I thought it was just uh, <laughs> ducks that did the, the, the V. They're birds. It's, no, I agree, but I thought it was just ducks that did no, it, not, not all birds. Most birds do it. If you, if you look up at any sort of bird formation, it's that classic. Yeah. Geese. Yeah, geese. Starlings. Have you ever seen a murmuration of starlings? That's what it looks like, a big cloud is changing oh, yeah, shape yeah. all the time. Yeah, they're brilliant, they are. Yeah, it's called a murmuration. I didn't know that. Never heard that word before. Oh, I'm a font. I'm a font of knowledge. Did you used to go watch birds then? Or no. Or did you just have an interest? No. Did you just find this out somehow along the old 60 years? Like? Uh, yeah, well, I was I was watching this YouTube video where somebody put up and said, what is this? What is this? This is a this is an alien spacecraft changing <laughs> shape. And I looked at it and I thought, that's, that's birds. birds, that is. Uh, what? Uh, so I, I had typed it in. This is a couple of years ago. I had typed it in, you know, about birds flock of birds um randomly flying and then it was this it came up with this thing about a murmuration of starlings and that was what it was called and it was loads of videos in showing them all sort of flying around in like different shapes and mm. stuff like that I, what i have noticed though when i'm out in the garden is i don't know what birds they are but they'd be flying around really really high not just like looking around yeah. to see if there's any snacks on the ground or whatever but really high then all of a sudden they'll turn at a particular angle they disappear completely, and I can't. I just can't see them. I don't know if they're flying upside down or something. It's a different colour, but they just disappear. Maybe they've got cloaking devices. Bird. Birds have got cloaking devices. <laughs> there was um, a report, like I guess, like five, six years ago, of uh, crows attacking people on the road in America. Just randomly, it was like a group of thousands of these crows, um, and they were dive bombing people. Anyone who was driving down this road or walking down this road. Wow. So really like a mile stretch, but was it something to do with the air or the? Never, no one knows because it was it happened for a week and then stopped again. So no one knows what what caused it or why they did it. It was just it was really random that they basically were just dive bombing people and attacking people and, and basically suicide killing themselves in the meantime to just to. And no one knows why it just happened. Well, there's been over the last few years lots of incidents where there's just some massive dead birds on the road. Mm. Just, just randomly, yeah, they've yeah. never been able to those. figure out what what's caused that because they've all they've all just hundreds of them have just dropped yeah. out of the sky. 
and they were you know they were healthy birds when they've examined them there's nothing wrong with them but yeah. all of a sudden there's just hundreds of them have just dropped in out of the sky as if in they've one all just place. had heart attacks at the same time uh, yeah. and died yeah. or they've all flown into something yeah and that that plays back into the environment as well is it depends on where this happened it could be a chemical being released by a plant or something which is completely harmful harmless to us but then as soon as a bird just gets in the vicinity of it it just yeah just drops dead because that's the big that's my big thing about the environment i don't necessarily care too much about other people <laughs> it's it's the ecosystem in general it's it's the animals and the birds and, and the whatevers that i want to keep because that's you know it's one of the best things about being on this planet is isn't that it's, it, it's just seeing nature take its course and part of that is the animals and the creatures and all that that make that up and i'd hate to see a world without that because it would just be you know if you're replacing their habitat with factories or flats or whatever it is then there's just going to be too many people and not enough not enough nature really it's just going to be a planet to be consumed by these by us like little cockroaches like from above bl- like like blade runner type thing yeah when you think of like blade runner where it's all just massive hit cities and stuff and there's no birds no animals no nothing it's just humans polluting the, the the world basically didn't you say before chris we were uh, we were a virus or something oh we are a virus we we, we take over everything parasite consume. parasite i think that's what uh, it, either one really we'll, we'll move we'll, we'll move somewhere we'll make it ours we'll take every resource it's got and then move on to the next place and the next place and the next place because the problem that we've we got is that when we the more well, it sounds horrible but the more diseases we cure indefinitely or develop technology to help prolong the more people that stay alive so nature had it in a certain way where everything was balanced that balance is starting to tip in favor of us now because technology started i think it's been a very long time we've got there's what seven eight billion people alive at the moment that's terrible for the environment and the ecosystem and that's just going to get worse over the years there's going to be more densely populated cities there's going to be more pollution we might find a way around the fossil fuel thing, like electric cars and solar panel stuff. So we might move away from that, but then there's just going to be, well, human pollution and probably plastics. I think if we can find clean resources and energy and stuff, then we'll be all right. But yeah, until we get past all that. McDonald's taking away plastic straws. I don't get offended by a lot, but that frustrates me. If you go there on the off chance and you have a drink... They give you a paper straw now, and it feels like you're eating soggy newspaper. Yeah, it's disgusting. But it clogs up, doesn't it? You have to rip the top off. But why can't you just take the lid off and drink it like a normal person? Just don't have straws, period. Yeah. Or, I mean, do a deal with a service where you can buy a lifetime bamboo straw or something, something that's good for the environment. So if you're a regular to old Donnie's, you just have a bamboo straw in your purse or whatever. Yeah. Or do what I do: don't have a straw. Take the plastic cap off. It shouldn't be a plastic cap anyway. No. And drink the drink. Yeah. It's that simple. I reckon they should come without the plastic taps and you, uh, tops and you use it as if, like, I don't know, a glass. How common? What, using a glass? <laughs> Taking a lid off and drinking it without the straw. Ah, I think they should do that the same. If, if you're going through the drive-thru, they give you a drink in a drive through type container. Mm. If you go to the restaurant to sit down, it'd be like any other restaurant. If you go to... 
If you go to the Harvester, they don't give you a. Um, yeah, they just give you a glass. Yeah, they don't give you a paper cup with a with a, with a straw in it. They they give you a glass. We use glasses every day, and if you can't use a glass without a straw, then you shouldn't be alive. Yeah. So if you go into the if you go into the McDonald's restaurant to sit down, the meals shouldn't come with a cardboard container. You should get a glass that you just go up and you, know, mm. you fill up the drink yourself. Or they give you a glass filled up already. Yeah. And a whole environment issue is your generation blaming my generation. Or me me specifically, I think. Uh, it yeah, was yeah. me that ruined the environment. Yeah, it was definitely you. On a Thursday. Yeah, sounds about right. But well, we, basically, my generation only did what, basic, what we were told to do. Didn't have the technology. We, we didn't. And, yeah, I, I, and we were told that you know we 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 burn petrol in the car and diesel and coal on a fire, and people smoke and and plastics are now a wonderful thing and new invention and and we're going to use that for everything, but that we're told because we got no choice in in as the individual a member of the public we got no choice in what we're using. It's just whatever's sold to us and told to us is cheap and convenient. I would never ever blame your generation for it. You didn't have, you were ignorant to it. Almost. We were ignorant, and if it, I mean, if if we knew then when we were youngsters, you know, with, uh, um, what they know now, and it'd say, then we would have been the generation blaming the generation before, saying, yeah, well, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it's any, it's, an, it's not really a blame game. It's that at the time we didn't understand what was how detrimental it was. Yeah. Now we do. Change it. Don't stay in the old ways. Change it. We're a very fortunate generation to have all this information available to us, mm. and it's very easy to go. Oh, well, I can't believe they did that 50 years ago. It's like, well, yeah, you can't believe it because you know... Product of its time. Yeah, you know what it is now. They didn't know that 50 years yeah. ago. So blaming them is mm. is irrelevant. Just forget it's, it's not about blame. It's about if changing people's opinions. If every time. scientist 50 years ago said we need to stop using fossil fuels and no one did anything about it, then that's a bit wrong because people are saying stuff. People who are very intelligent and that's basically their job is to find out these things and everyone's just ignoring them. That would be bad, but not well, even they would do. Would, would, would you say that? Much. But I think it was ignored for quite a time. Uh, they're ignoring Elon Musk now. A lot mm. of the, I'm pretty sure he, he, it's money in it. He begged the American Congress to consider artificial intelligence and renewable energy, particularly artificial intelligence, because, you know, when Elon Musk says in the next twenty years, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is going to be a problem. You listen to him. He's a little eccentric, mm. but the man's a genius. So when he says the same thing about the environment as well, you have to listen to what he says. And I think in the UK, there's an incentive to get all petrol cars off the road by 2040, I think, or roughly around that time. So they're really investing in alternative travel means, whether that's solar cars, electric cars, trams and other services that would utilize the environment's natural resources it's an interesting thing just to um quickly go off on a tangent on something you just said about the um ai did ever read about the new computer system in america that they used um to figure out about the big bang so they programmed a computer system an ai system um to recreate the Big Bang and try and figure out the, the, the origins of the Earth and all that. And Didn't um, they say it couldn't have happened? No. It uh, it did it and then found out even more that it was programmed to do. It took a, it took it upon its own self to learn more about our universe than was actually programmed. So wow. the scientists were in absolute awe because they, fa- they were finding things that they had 
no one knew about. Who was looking for? Yeah. So the AI system did what it needed to do and then figured out that there was other things that was attached to the same idea. No scientist knew anything about it. Well, it was a brand new discovery. It's fineness. They've set a set of parameters. So they've probably told this machine, right, these are the parameters of our mm. universe to what we know now. This is the origin event. And then it just yeah, it went off and did something they yeah. would never predict. That's just the beauty of AI. But at the same time, that is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> because that computer just figured out things that we've been trying to answer the question for for generations and yeah. generations. And some computer programs just gone, oh, yeah, it's that. Oh, and here's all this other stuff yeah. that happened as well. So, yeah, it's hard to say who's the most intelligent in that situation. Was it the scientists for creating the program? Or was it the program itself for self-learning? just interpreting the information it's given to it and then learning? Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. Sorry, that was a quick tangent. We can go back to that. I just thought it was an interesting fact. But to be you. fair, AI will be good for the environment because it'll kill all the human beings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're not going to kill birds and stuff. They're not going to care about them. No, you know, to them, yeah. Every science, every movie you watch, we're the plague to the earth. Mm. So at the end of the day, we'll just be eradicated and the environment will be perfect. Yeah. yeah. So that's the end game. No more people. That's <laughs> such a bad thing. No, it's not, when you think about it. Well, for nature, it's probably not such a bad thing. Yeah, for us, it's devastating, obviously, because we're going to be eradicated. But it's it's our ignorance to the environment around us. You know, I try to use as little plastic as I can. It's unavoidable in most cases. It's very difficult to not use plastic in some regard because it's everywhere. You know, this, this Fitbit that I've got is made is that, of plastic. Is that new? Yeah, it's one of the new ones. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's the Versa, isn't it? I is think so. Because as I was coming out to pick you guys up, my maid was telling me, he said, oh, I just bought this for my daughter. He said, 150 quid, Fitbit yeah. Versa. Yeah, that's what I bought. It's on my phone. Um, but all it does is tell me that I don't move around enough, and I know that already. <laughs> what I don't get is black plastics can't be recycled. Why? I, I don't know why. <laughs> Fucking prejudice. <laughs> Anyway, blacks are right, uh, can't they can't be re- recycled for some reason. I don't know why. Why make it in the first place? What's the purpose of it? If you can do the same thing with something that can be recycled, why make something that can't be recycled? What, what's the purpose? Well, it's got to be something to do with the dye, then, surely, isn't it? If it's, if it's, yeah, if it's only because different? of the colour. I, I, I don't know. I just know there, there are certain plastics you can recycle and there's certain ones you can't. And black plastics generally speaking, is something you can't recycle. And there is other certain clear plastics that you can't recycle as well. There isn't all number on the bottom to say if it's recyclable or not. But why create any sort of plastic if it can't be recycled? What's the purpose? Surely that... It, it that doesn't w- make any sense. Yeah. Or sure, surely, if you just made all recyclable plastic, then we wouldn't have this issue instead of making some re- recyclable and some not. In this day and age, especially, because, yeah. you know, we've, we're, big on, um, we're big on recycling now, aren't we? Yeah. So I, I don't understand why why do it in the first place. Pretty much everything we use can be recycled. I mean, glass just gets melted down and made into something else, same as plastics and whatnot. Hmm. Why bother going through the effort of making something that can't be recycled? It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. A lot of the time it's made back into what it was anyway. It's just. Although, do you guys have those cough? I think they call Tassimo machines where you get. Yeah. Those pods are not recyclable. No, there is apparently because um, my sister-in-law is very much into recycling. She's even got a Bregengo green page on Facebook. She's very, very much into it. 
you can recycle the pods, but the government, the, the council won't take them. But there is a place you can take them directly to get them recycled. But I can't remember where. I know it's in Bridgend somewhere. For people, isn't it? That's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's the effort side of it. If you want to make it more appealing to the masses, you've got to make it easier for them to do. So the collection scheme we have is pretty good. You know, you just put your bags out once a week. That seems to oh, be... Right. That, that's a bit too much for some people, though. I know a few people who have moaned about that, say that's just too much. We should just be putting it in one bag, and then when it gets to the recycling plant, someone should sort it out for us. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm not. Yeah, get somebody else to do it. Why? Not my problem. Just chuck it all in a bag and get something. He literally is killing the planet on his own. <laughs> no, it's getting recycled. And I'm keeping people in jobs. Hey, Carl, no, I can't. You got me on that one. Well, that's my point. But I think it all goes to the same place anyway. I've heard rumours that it all gets dumped in the same landfill and then sorted out. Yeah, I've heard rumours of that. So why go through the effort of us separating it for then the companies to just merge it all back into to the same To teach pile? us that we need to... St- to teach us about it, otherwise we just uh, generation after generation after generation we'd just be completely ignorant to the idea of recycling. So it's teaching us something rather than well, just. Well, there's got to be technology in the future. You see it in Star Trek and Star Wars types of movies where it's essentially technology that just vaporizes objects. So if you have a, let's say you have a sports drink, and you've got the plastic bottle afterwards, rather than recycling it. Just vaporize it. It just yeah. turns into nothing. That would that would solve yeah. pretty much everything. So rather than you wouldn't necessarily need to recycle anything. You would just take all the waste, put it in one location, and just vaporize it. Completely yep. eradicate it on a molecular level. Just, yeah. Job done. Yeah. What, ab- what about my nice water bottle then? Liter bottle, two ninety nine from B and M bargains. You could have any vessel you wanted. You could have a plastic one, a wooden one, a thermos flask. It would just get vaporised when it wasn't being used. That's nice, Dan. I like this. Yeah, but I think, nice. I think for now, those are the best way to go. Definitely. I yeah, don't, you, I, you don't I buy single-use items. You buy yeah. items like those. So if you want to drink water, buy a plastic... Just buy one plastic bottle rather than buying packets of plastic bottles... Yeah. Just have one and just refill it. And if you, you want to get some like fancy water like Brecken Carrig or Evian or something like that, have taps in shops. You have to pay for it. I've got a water filter. Brita filter. Similar. Yeah, yeah. I think I got the Argos cheaper one. That's fine, but some people are snobs and want the best water from like the French Alps and stuff. Well, that's fine. Have it, but have it on a tap. So you have a barrel of water or something rather than individual bottles and you take one of them... You pay a pound and you fill up your bottle. So it's like a pound for a litre or something like that of water from uh, of Evian water. It's just got to be a better way of doing it because if those people can pay to have water from these luxurious locations, then fine. Yeah. But there has to be a more eco-friendly way of providing that service to them because at the moment, plastic is oh, it's, it's terrible. You know the ring, the particularly the plastic rings they put on Beer cans, cans, you know, yeah. and straws, straws up little turtle noses. It's always one going through. And it's not cool. Martin just has no heart. He just doesn't give a crap. Well, Martin will just pick up the turtle on the straw and take it home when he gets it. Yeah, true. <laughs> to be true. fair, I'd do the same. Had if a it was, turtle soup. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
it sounds harsh, but you're not letting that turtle go to waste then. <laughs> so if it has got a straw up his nose, you might as well put it out of his misery and you've got a little snack you for yourself. Or take the straw out of the nose. <laughs> you, well, you can use the shell as a fruit bowl. <laughs> yeah. Or take the straw out of the nose. Ashtray. <laughs> well, it depends on how far gone it is. If it's killed the turtle... Well, that's a bit different if it's already killed the turtle. But yeah. If it hasn't killed you've the turtle... you got like a little chicken, chicken, you've got a little turtle kebab there, but... <laughs> Just use the straw as a spit roast. Yeah, just turn it round. <laughs> Can you hear yourself, Chris? <laughs> no. Killing turtles. I I, it's one of the animals I couldn't kill. I'm all for sustainability, so I've, I'm not opposed to people eating whatever they want within reason. But sometimes it gets to the point where you think, that's pretty... I think it depends. Like I always think of like, pigs and cows and chickens and ducks and what well, sitting ducks and stuff like that weirdo i know uh <laughs> that are purposely bred to be slaughtered well their life is already determined on what they're going to do we we, we we're not affecting something outside of that if you see what i mean so if you start killing like kangaroos well they're not farmed to be eaten they they're hopping around and then someone shoots and eats it Whereas these are bred purely for one purpose. And I know it's quite horrible that we do that, but as long as we do that, it means that the rest of the animals won't get affected. It's cows that are a problem. They they produce so much methane yeah. that it's causing problems with the ozone and the environment itself. So the amount of beef we eat is going to have to reduce significantly. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's beef that they're trying to recreate in these laboratory environments because of that very reason. Well, someone asked me in work the other day about this, if I would eat um, meat that's been basically oh, grown. Definitely. Yeah. I, I don't, as long as it, it tastes nice, then I don't see why there should it be a problem. It opens up the argument to vegetarians and vegans as well, where you're saying the meat that you're about to eat was not a result of animal cruelty, in quotes. Yeah. Would you then eat the meat because you definitely need it vegan you're looking a bit gaunt what about like clones <laughs> <laughs> what about um clones so if you clone those animals and use them the clones would have person well they would essentially be the same organism because it was it dolly the sheep wasn't it that was the, f- like the first cloned animal so yeah well that, that they went public with well, they went public with yes there was but probably some f- because they put Beast a law of a monster uh, that yeah. was first came out. Yeah, because then they put a law that they weren't allowed to clone after that or something. They weren't. They ceased like cloning. I say well, ceased cloning. Well, it's the morality of the situation. So depending on how sophisticated this cloning technology is. So let's say we cloned you, for example. Oh God. And there was That's another snowflake in the world, and <laughs> you had the two Chris's next to each other. Getting offended every thirty seconds. You know, <laughs> if you then shot one, and there was one Chris left. Make sure it's not me, yeah? Yeah, well, that's the thing. You, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because for all intensive purposes, you're two sentient people. So when you shoot either one of you, I don't know why I'm shooting you, but I decided <laughs> to shoot one of you, then it's, it's the like same thing for offended. animal cruelty. So if you clone a cow and then you say, yeah, it's fine to kill the clone, well, it's still a cow. You're still killing an animal. Yeah, it doesn't matter a, if yeah. it's a clone no, I suppose, or not. okay, yeah. Okay. So... If anything, cloning is probably an easier way of mass producing an animal because you're not waiting for the natural gestation period. You just you're cloning animals yeah. left, right, and center. So it's probably easier to mass produce them, and would probably make it easier to mass cull them. So you'd have a much bigger turnover of 
of the product, whether that's healthy or not for us to consume, because it's not... It's not natural. Yeah, it's not natural. You know, it's yeah. been... You know, you've got these cows that cost... Yeah, it's the the harvester. The chaff. The wasabi... Not wasabi. I can't remember the name of the meat now. It's, it's very popular steak in Japan. It's wagyu beef, is it? Wagyu, uh, wa- wagyu. Wagyu, yeah, I like it might be. Where they've, they've bred this generation of cows that have this outstanding quality meat because of the fat (coughs) content the way it's marbled the way they look after these animals so there's a process there where you just leave the animals in the natural environment and you get this beautiful product of meat whereas if you started ramping up the production the problem is they pump these animals so full of steroids to get them to produce more meat quicker it's causing problems with the quality of meat coming out for the animals, which is a problem to the environment then, because you've got more of these animals being produced, more gases for the consumption for human beings. So if we just lowered our consumption of meat, and I can say this as a meat eater, it would, uh, you know, there would be less demand, which means they wouldn't have to do the things they do now to get the numbers to make profit. What we need to do is ban fast food places, because if you think about how many burgers McDonald's go through, which is cows and red meat, well, we think they're cows and red meat anyway, and uh, and like takeaways, any places like that. Oh, I don't know. You'd, 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 got, you'd never get away with that. Oh God, no! People would kill you. But you know, that would be the best way of doing it. Because what would you that's eat prob- when you're drunk on a Friday night? Then I'm not gonna have a salad after I've had a couple of times. I want a kebab. Chips, cheese and chips. No, but there's no death. <laughs> <laughs> the potato died. Oh, that's another argument altogether. Is that extreme veganism? What the hell would you eat? Mm. You'd be like one of those plants that exists solely on air. <laughs> Apparently there is a woman who can survive solely on air now. I read a story the other day. <coughs> really? <coughs> Does she actually survive? No, she's bullshit. She's bullshitting. She's definitely bullshitting, but she's saying that she can live up to... Uh, she said, I can live up to 10 weeks with no food. Uh, yeah, no, you can't. Biologically, you just can't do that. She's like, I'm, I'm training myself to live on nothing but air. Nope. That's well, I've seen you're going to die. You, you just, just eat some food because you there will die. There was one experiment where a guy was so obese that he lived for a year without food. He just drank water. But I can imagine this woman is pretty svelte. Or at least she's in good physical condition. Yeah, she is, yeah. Yeah, 10 weeks without food. She, she might not die, but she's not going to look great afterwards. No. Because people can survive long periods without food on water. That's how humans were built for the f- sort of feast famine. Well, I think it depends scenario. on the size of you, mind you. Because if you've got a bit more fat to burn off than someone who doesn't, then... Well, yeah, it depends on your body composition at the start. If you're fairly lean, short fasts, you can get away with. But anything more than that, you're going to start losing muscle, organs, because you'll just start consuming organs. Whereas if you're... If you're pretty big, like the, the the guy I mentioned in the experiment was massive. He was morbidly obese. So when he didn't eat for a year, he just went back down to being a normal person. Yeah. The body just consumed all the excess fat to keep him alive and he didn't have any health, any adverse health benefits or problems, sorry, because it was just the fat that was being consumed. I bet when he but started, he didn't get you through up though. I bet his stomach rejected it instantly. Yeah, his body would take a long time. Yeah. I think after that, you'd have to eat baby food basically yeah. just mulch you wouldn't be able to eat solids because your body's not used you to it you wouldn't be able to just slam a massive burger down your throat yeah, straight away no, you'd be sick your body yeah. wouldn't know what the hell was going on yeah. but 
Yeah, it is fascinating. I, I do think we need to eat less meat as a general rule of thumb anyway. It's way, the production of it is way too bad for the environment, but that's sort of out of our hands. Really. Again, like I said, we need, rather than targeting the individual person, you need to target the places that are using it the most, i.e. McDonald's. They go through, they'll probably go through so much meat a day. And their main selling part is burgers, which is your cow. Well, how many cows are they going through worldwide a day? It's, it's, it's going to be insane. At least seven or eight. <laughs> They're probably the reason why half these farms exist in the first place. They probably are. And I mean, I agree that as an individual, we're not helping by going there all the time. But to target the individuals, I think is wrong. You need to target the corporations and say, right, you need to find alternative meats that isn't as isn't basically going to hurt the environment so much. So I don't know when meat started to become so prevalent because it used to be a luxury. I was talking to my grandfather about this, and they only had meat maybe once a week they'd buy beef for a sunday roast on the weekend and then they'd use the leftovers maybe on monday or tuesday for soup and the rest of the week they would just have non-meat meals because they couldn't afford meat meat was expensive it was it was a really expensive commodity but now it's not cheap but you could go into tesco's now you could buy a joint of beef for say maybe six quid that's that's, that's a reasonable right. price. You can get a kilogram of minced meat in Tesco's for £2.75 or something like that. A kilogram. And that's probably the fattier cut, Yeah. which is the most delicious one. Yeah. Well, I'm doing my bit, because as previously discussed, um, I only eat meat now two or three times a week, depending on how many days I'm in the office canteen. I don't buy it from home. I don't eat it. I don't, if I go over the chippy, it's that chips and curry better, sauce. The office canteen is probably not considered meat either. Yeah, well, yeah. Because <laughs> the meat content's not particularly high. And it's what like 20% pork for sausage. W- what have you done, Carl, about cutting down on your, on your well, meat? Well, I've tried to reduce... I'm trying to give myself meat-free days. I'm not particularly going to say it's going to be meat-free Monday, add some sort of pointless tag to it. When it suits you. But when it suits me. Yeah. So some days I might feel like having you know maybe a burger or, or something but some days i might just have vegetables like i'll have scrap i love i love eggs i don't think i'd ever be able to not have eggs eggs and one of the staples so you know it's, it's quite easy not to have meat and an omelet with tomatoes some uh some greens some kale or you know some spinach or whatever that's a f- it's quite a filling meal and then if you want to have a meal in the evening, you could easily have, I love sweet potatoes, have sweet potatoes, some other veggies, and then maybe something else. Maybe I'll have more eggs. I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to find what I can substitute meat with. Halloumi is a good one. I, I, I do halloumi. like halloumi. So you can get halloumi in quite large uh, sort of batons, if you will, then. So you can slice that off and have a halloumi burger. So that would replace a beef burger. And I do like I like cheese. Anyway. Mushroom as well. Mushrooms a lot. A lot of places do mushroom burgers now as well. I do like mushrooms. I've started to get into mushrooms now. I, I didn't but used to like them. I have mushrooms every day. They're very good. Every day I have mushrooms. Fun guys. Potassium, yeah. And two or three eggs every day as well. <coughs> I can't. I can't live without eggs. Eggs and mushrooms every day. I, I about what about the whole egg thing, right? Um, Battery hens and all that. Where I don't agree. With thousands of them. That's the difficult part. The thing is, though, I. I there are, again, studies where they say that battery hens produce worse eggs than free-ranged eggs. So you're more if you get a free-ranged egg, they're, they're going to be different size, but they're going to be 
nicer in general because there's no stress on the body. But this comes down to cost again, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. if you're if you're you know on benefits and you're two well, or three I, kids, I don't know, mind you. I don't totally agree with that because battery eggs are a little bit cheaper. But then Tesco's for an extra ten p, you can get exactly the same size pack at a free range for ten p. Well, you say that, but you can get the pack of fifteen in Asda for one pound and eighteen pence. I know because it's the one they buy. Um, and yet, if you want. 10 or 12 of you the big egg caged ones. You eggs? I do, yeah. I could never look at you the same way. Well, it's the same as what he was saying earlier on about... What? You both buy cake? About their bread, specifically for that reason. Yeah, but they, they still need to have a bit of life. They need to be out in the air and they need to be eating correctly. They can't just be caged and tiny holidays <laughs> and a healthy diet. Yeah. If they got a healthy diet, it means what we ever getting, whatever we're getting off that is going to be more nutritious. Fucking pension plan. Well, Pri- their pension plan is uh, private healthcare. A, a axe to the head, but <laughs> it's not well, uh, that's the problem. It's the it's the cost thing. Like, I say, I, I, most things I'd agree with you, but eggs, I can't agree with you on that. Eggs are not much more expensive than if you get a free range. Yeah, they are. They're really not. I've it, never bought. I've been, I actually tell like I have bought one pack of caged ha- eggs in my lifetime. So I didn't realise they were caged eggs, and I, I, I had two eggs out of it. I never went back to them because they didn't taste the same as the ones I normally have. Yeah, but this is coming from the guy right who's got a window cleaner, a lawnmower, gets his food delivered. <laughs> I'm living in the 21st century, that's why. Right, so <laughs> There's people to do these things. They con- need money. It's a convenience world. Yeah, it is. All right, you're giving the Polish jobs. That's fine. But you still should be doing some of this stuff yourself. Mowing your own lawn. Clean your own windows. There why? You so you've got a pack of 12 large free-range eggs for £3. What the hell are you looking at? Fortnum and Masons? This is Tesco's. And then you've got the Tesco equivalent for £1.60. So it's almost double the price in Tesco's for free-range eggs as opposed to whatever Tesco's use. I don't know what you're looking at, because I've never paid three quid for my eggs. Twelve eggs, and I've already Tesco's paid two online. quid at max. You don't even know the price of them. <laughs> you just Actually, funny enough, we get them our eggs delivered now. <laughs> oh. What can I say? Probably for, by the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> they, bring the, they bring the chickens round, have them freshly laid into a basket... And then take the chickens away. We get while he's waiting for the eggs to come. <laughs> we, out. Got, we, we get our eggs, milk, and orange juice delivered to us, all Jeez. fresh. Well, there you go. For the people that don't have butlers to do this <laughs> for them, it's almost double the price. I'm just saying, if you want nice eggs and you want nice milk, there is a place around here that will deliver to your your door as much as you want. It's all they use, give you glass bottles, so they literally just take them back, wash them out, and reason use them for milk. It's very good for the environment and. Honestly, it does actually taste a little bit better because it's so fresh. It's coming straight from the farm. There's probably something in that. And can I just say, as we're talking about healthy food and stuff, Friday, I bought lettuce, spring onions, tomatoes, cucumber, uh, beetroot, radishes. Wow. I got all the healthy stuff, and I bought three small individual-sized quiches to go with it. I haven't touched any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I had party food yesterday. I think I've had a, a burger. <laughs> whatever I, we have later. Whatever we have later, yeah. I um I beat my personal best of calories on Friday. Take a random guess on how many calories I ate that day. Have we, not, be high. have we discussed this at some point? or What, my calories? Did you ask me to guess at one day, or is it better than that? 
is better than that. Oh, it's got to be around eight thousand something. No, no, it's not that high. I tried, but it's not that high. Well, I know you done five thousand and something because I guessed at five thousand two hundred seventeen. Yeah, that, that was that was Tuesday. And you I did five thousand seventeen. Something like that. Yeah, on Tuesday. Friday, I got 5,969. Oh, I was going to go for six something. That's pretty good. I averaged 5,000 all week. I don't know how I'm doing it. It's so hard to eat that much food. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, okay, it is. It's, it is. it's hard to eat that much food and eat healthily, mind you. Like, I'm yeah, trying to keep it healthy as well. Yeah. Pizza slice or whatever. Yeah, like, funny enough, because they had pizza and work on Friday. I don't think either of you were It was countrywide, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was beep, beep, yeah, beep that one out. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to silence that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but each slice was three hundred calories per slice. Yeah, I had. I, I like the um, the Doctor Utkids one from Asda, and it's only uh, something like they're usually on offer. It's like one about fifty, but I go for the thin and crispy one. Yeah, they're nice. So yeah, but when I looked in the box for the whole. Thing is something like nine hundred calories. Mm. I couldn't believe how it's many the, calories was in it. It's just yeah, it's a lot. It's the bread and the cheese. There's so much. Cal- there's so many calories in bread and cheese in the dough. I love cheese. Cheese most days as well. Cheese, cheese is hard. great. Cheese apparently has got an addictive substance into it. That's why it's used on so it's much. Cheese good. It's yeah. Cheese is the addictive <laughs> substance. <laughs> right. We're gonna knock this on the air then because it's been another five minute stretch and uh, this was meant to be a much. Shorter one. So, uh, well, so I'll sum it up on the environment. Then, is there anything we can do about it? No, it doesn't matter. So, eat, eat less meat <laughs> and stop worrying about the Im- less pr- plastics. Yeah, eat less meat. Try to use less plastics. Don't worry about the scenery changing with wind farms and whatnot because yeah, it doesn't really do much. Because it spoils your fucking view. Grow up. Yeah, grow yeah. up and grow save up. the world. <laughs> yeah, think of the children. Yeah. Okay. Thank you both. Goodbye. See you next week. Bye. Bye.